show starts in 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Electricity here in Columbia. Well, it's been buzzing loudly all weekend. Passion of the crowd in Williams Bryce Stadium is second to none. And the rave breaks out in Columbia. It is good. Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Let's go, Carolina. It's gone. Touchdown. What a hit. He makes it in. You believe it? The Cops have won this game. Here are your hosts, J.C. Sherbert, Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. All right, greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home inside the Gamecocks, the show live from the Sinorama Studios and built by the Barndo Co. The Barndominiumco.com, where you can build that dream home for as low as, as we tell you every day, hopefully you're listening, $160 per square foot and up. Could be more than that. Don't quote us on 160 now. You're going to need to call Alicia and the team. TheBarnDominiumCode.com if you live in the Carolinas and Georgia or in Tennessee and soon to be more. Signorama is the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. If I move, if you're watching, uh-huh, see that right there? Welcome home. You see that? See that, Phil Williams-Price Stadium? That's it, nice. Jerry. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would be Signorama, but my big yeah, fat head is in the middle of it here. So I apologize. Yeah, we know that. who did that. But my head, my head is not large enough to cover that when you're in Columbia. If you walk by, I, I assure you, wherever I am, it won't inter, it won't intervene with your view of the great welcome home sign outside of Williams Bryce, which, by the way, you all get to see in just a couple of weeks. Next weekend, there will probably be some welcome home flags flying, but that'll be in Charlotte as the Gamecocks look to take over the Queen City once again, or as someone said earlier this week to me, be kings of the Queen City once again versus the Tar Heels. So uh, we will get into that game today. Michael Flint will join us at noon, and we'll start to kind of wrap the uh, preseason camp with him and begin to look at this, those storylines that stand out for that game. A full preview of the ball game coming next Friday, of course, with the original 1-9, the curly redheaded stepchild from Mount Pleasant, but probably the greatest Wando warrior that ever lived outside of myself. Uh, our final storylines, I'm just kidding, dude. I'm, <laughs> our final storylines for uh, preseason camp with Carolina football as well. This weekend's slate, we'll kind of run through that again. Uh, we've got the, some, sta- some notable high school football games. This state is largely uh, affiliated with the state of – I mean, this show largely uh, affiliated and directed towards the state of South Carolina. So we'll make sure that we kind of get back into some of the high school stuff like we did, um, like we did last week. And we'll take your comments in the Nana's Porch chat box as well. One of the games, by the way, both JC and, and Mad Dog. Mad Dog, you got a great thread going about you right now on the Big Spur. Um, the whole Mad Dog thing has really hit home. Uh, it, it does appear if you were 
and I don't know if Dean is listening or not, but if you were a single man, you'd have your pick of any woman or man in in the Big Spur community at this point in time. Oh, oh my. Um, you've it's become boring. quite the legend. Yeah, it's it's something. <laughs> I think, JC, some of these I people. This morning, I totally missed this. Hold on. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, I, everybody wants T-shirts. So, oh. I, I'm I'm thinking maybe tank tops with Mad Dog's face on it or something like that. What do you think? Yes. No, no, no tank not, not tanks. Sleeveless tees. <laughs> what about what about like tidy whities? <laughs> <laughs> yes. What about what about a man thong? Could Phil could, could Mad Dog get the Mad Dog man thong? Could we could we promote perfectly that? position this schnoz just so <laughs> to properly accentuate your bits? Yeah. Hope you can fill it out. That's gonna be the uh, that's gonna be the quote on the uh, the Mad Dog man thong. Man thong. Hope you can fill it out. Hope uh, you can fill it. <laughs> I love it. Hope I you're as large as, as I am. I don't know, something like that. But um sorry to I know like Michelle Wilkins will play this show in Electric Bikes of Charleston. So if we just drove off any business, we'll make it up to you. Speaking of which right. I'm two and a half hours away from an all new rower. Can't wait. I'll be uh tweeting that photo out once it gets here. And um I'm pretty pretty excited about it. okay so what i was gonna say i jc i had a jc moment there um uh one of the games we haven't talked about and 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 i i will be watching this game and i know that uh you know the big storyline last year is no longer a part of it he's out west but south carolina state and jackson state play at 7 30 tomorrow night on abc guys in the meac swack challenge and um so on behalf of buddy pew and his final season as a uh, head coach Go Bulldogs and go over there to Atlanta and get that win. How about that? I, I you know, yeah, I, I, that game, when I was looking, I always look at the FBS schedule first. And, of course, it's, it's an FCS game. I think, and I have not confirmed this 100%. Somebody asked yesterday on J.C. and Morgan in the chat box, but I think Jason Brown, former Gamecock quarterback, is the starter for Jacksonville State. Correct. So this is Buddy Pugh's last year. So there's reason. To, I mean, like, I will tune into that before uh, the Fighting Aggies of Las Cruces versus UMass or Vandy, Hawaii. Oh. Uh, okay. I, I think it's kind of sad everybody in the South's like, boy, can't wait for that Vandy, Hawaii game. Even Alabama fan, because it's SEC, it's only SEC team playing. Um, <laughs> know, uh, and uh, by the way, shout out to Barton Simmons, who's their general, the, what they call the general manager of Vandy football. Uh, he basically tweeted that if you're a Vandy fan, uh, you know, and, and that's an audience of dozens, um, and you're complaining about the construction at your stadium, they're saying you you lack grit and toughness. <laughs> I was like, that's good. Uh, and uh, Barton went to Yale, where where Nick Nick Gargiulo went, and so he's a smart dude. And uh, it was written in a Barton style, uh, you know. F you kind of manner. So I, I appreciated that. Barton's a great guy. One of the nicest human beings I've ever worked with. Very talented too. And they got the Vandy roster at the time he's been there. I think, I think it's up. I think it's much, it's in a much better position than uh, Derek Mason, who was, I thought was a abject failure there besides beating Tennessee mm-hmm. uh, left it. I thought, I thought, uh, you know, I think they made some good, and if it hadn't been for the transfer portal, uh, and then losing their running back to Kentucky of all places, um, 
you know, I, I think that the expectations would be even higher. But I, as a South Carolina person, as someone who's always thought the world of Buddy Pugh, I've known so many coaches that have worked for him, uh, that love him, players, that institution in general at South Carolina State. Uh, yeah, it'd be great for them to go to the ATL and get a win for the old state of South Carolina. So that's where that's where I'm going to be pulling. Uh, that, that's where I, most of my attention will be Saturday night. I'll, I'll pay attention to Vandy Hawaii a little bit for, just for work reasons, but uh, my heart will be uh, in Atlanta with the Bulldogs. Yeah, well, and remember, Nashawn Goddard is the offensive line coach uh, for South Carolina State as well. Last year, their offensive coordinator uh, was none other than, uh, none other than uh, Bennett Swigert. Uh, but uh, Bennett is now the head coach at um, – oh. Um, oh, I know where he went. I just can't. I told you I, I told you earlier I needed to do some high school research before he we went on. I, I failed to do Oh, that. no. Bennett, I'm letting oh, him down no. here. Uh, how would I even forget that? Anyways, well, Bennett yeah. used to call the plays. Yeah, they had a tough year last year, Bennett did. It wasn't it wasn't really on him, I don't think. No. I, I think I think with Hillcrest. South Carolina. Hillcrest. 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 Yeah. Not too far from Mad Dog. Yep. In Simpson. Yeah, We're the so. home of the great lefty Matt Campbell. Go get him, I, soup. Wherever you're doing today with your uniforms, BSN. Uh, yeah. My yeah. man. I talked to some I had a business call with somebody when I was driving back up on Wednesday that's from Simpsonville that played with soup. Really played baseball there. Home of the Rams, the, the big it's the big school up on 385. If you're going into Greenville, it's my that's, guy. Uh, that's Hillcrest. So, uh, but yeah, go Rams. Uh, that that's a sort of an emerging high school program. Like like when I left the Upstate, uh, they were terrible. Uh, then I come back and they had won a state championship. I was like, you, you mean to tell me? I'm like, you mean to tell me? The Hillcrest and Southside Christian and Christchurch are now good at football. Southside Christian didn't even have a football team. Right. Left. Of course, <laughs> I went to the upstate to see Phil this past weekend. That is now crossed off the list of a place I think I can live because it's like Austin, Texas or Nashville, Tennessee. Now everybody's moved. They, the secret's out, folks. Uh, it yeah. A drive that normally would have taken me 25 minutes, and I lived there my whole life, like most of my whole life until I was 21 or whatever. A drive that, and off and on since then. A drive that normally takes me twenty five minutes. I know this place like in the back of my hand. Took me an hour and five. And you're talking about going from Taylor's to Welford up mm-hmm. twenty nine, way to Hampton Boulevard. And, and there's nothing special going on. Another, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't no, a holiday, awesome. not a Christmas rush. Uh, it was a normal August Saturday morning. And I'm like, wow, you know. So uh, <laughs> anyway, I may have to move. A little bit out. I, I don't like all that. I don't like all that traffic. So uh, I may have to move out. Of course, I think I'm going to the low country. I, well, I yeah. think, it gun, I think it, the, our pain there. The, the problem is, I think at gunpoint, I'm going to be forced to move to Charleston. So that's uh, so uh, me and Jamie no, you're are not. Just, you're going to where where, where, where? where do we decide you're going? Are you going to Edisto? Edisto. Oh, oh, I'll live there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to live on the beach? That's where you want to go. Little shack yeah. out there or something. But anyway, yeah, me and Jamie will just carpool in Charleston or something. Yeah, I don't it. know. Nah, the hell with that. We're going to get a couple of electric bikes. We can get 60 fair. miles. So 60 miles to the gallon on this hog. Yeah, exactly. I get 60 miles to the gallon. I get one rover for one more if you're going to Mount Pleasant. Okay. That's what we're going to do. I'm going to call <laughs> Michelle's listening. Michelle, I want you to listen really closely. Get us a two-seater. We'll re- JC and I will reenact Dumb and Dumber, 
and that'll be the next commercial for uh, Electric Bikes of Charleston. Just go. <laughs> they man. have a model with a sidecar, though. That's what I want to see. <laughs> Just go, man. <laughs> Swallowed a big June bug on the way in. <laughs> Uh, which you probably could if you're headed to Edisto. Let me answer this question real quick, by the way. My man, I have not seen Nathan Crocker in a chat box in a long time. I know. Uh, he, he was one of our our great fans with JB and Goldwater. I really hope you big blue ho, big blue hose guy, uh, P, PC dude. Um, Nathan's a great guy and asking about my hat. This is a, a Charleston Crab House hat. Uh, keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, but if I turn a little bit, you will find that. Oh, Oops. It's co-branded. Look at that. Uh, all hail to my man, Scott Laramore. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the Crab House, by the way, has like the world's best, literally the world's best Bloody Mary. And they pour it with a Dixie pepper vodka. For those of you that haven't had that. Pepper vodka. Keep, let's uh, just remember that I said all of that. All right. Um, yeah. by, by the way, Nathan did say that Nikita's showroom used to be over in Welford, and I can get, I can uh, confirm it is still there. Now it's changed oh, buildings a couple you, of times. You can confirm. I, uh, all well, right, so it's like, that should be that. I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> I, well, I mean, it, it wasn't open when I drove by there, but uh, it looked. I mean, it hadn't gone out of business. I mean, I, I, where else are? You know, pregnant ladies going to make their money if, 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 uh, are pregnant. Now, seriously, I went in there late one night, right? We were at a fundraiser in Spartanburg going back to Greenville's ex girlfriend, right? And, uh, you know, I kind of had a way of talking her into doing damn near anything. <laughs> and I was like, let's go out to Kansas. <laughs> so we went in there, and, uh, uh, needless to say, the talent was like not, not that good. However, there was a very attractive girl that with, with a baby in her belly that seemed to be cleaning up as far as tips and all that go. And I expect that because people are decent human beings and you know, you're going to, you're going to throw her a couple of bucks, right? Cause she's got a child on the way. But what got me was, uh, she did a lot of private dances. No. And I, yeah, she was going back and forth that wearing out a path to the private dance room. Uh, those of you that have never been to a strip club have no idea what I'm talking about. Uh, and I don't go all the time, but five you know, plus. Five plus. I, had, I hadn't been in about five years, but uh, it, it was, um, I, I, I just sat, we, we just kind of sat there at the bar and what people watched. And that was an interesting thing there. But yeah, that's right there in Welford. That's where I went to elementary school. Uh, proud product of district five schools in Spartanburg County. That part of Spartanburg County has not grown all that much, but my brother Cam lives there. So that's, that's where I was going. I was going to see my brother and uh, he lives kind of back in there. So we, uh, we there, and Nathan says Clinton to Nikita's was not a long drive. It uh, is now Nathan. Yeah, it'll take you forever now. <laughs> oh, Ken says his, her, his daughter wore the Carolina rise shirt at school yesterday. Thank you for all the first day of classes at Carol. Thank you, Ken. Nice. That's a very nice thing. Yeah, yeah, get the word out, folks. Put your magnets on your car, wear your T-shirts. All that helps and um, all that good stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah. Bruin, Bruin Nation, who's awesome, by the way. <laughs> yes, pregnant women, as long as they ain't mine. Mm, five plus. Five plus. Five plus. Uh, plus. N- app is, the app is rated for five plus. Yeah. We are we are aired live in 
actual businesses all across the state of South Carolina. Jeez. Okay. Well, like, well, well hey, no, that's no. a bit. That's a business. Just, if, if you're an I'm, entrepreneur, well, that's true. Yeah. We don't have the. Uh, we have zero uh, radio or television guidelines to abide by outside of our own, and um, so we can we can do that. Hey, I want to make sure I. I get this in too as well um, because he was just on the show a couple of weeks ago and we're just so proud of Michael Haney today his debut EP album has dropped when the leaving gets easy so if you download music type in Michael Haney and please download uh, download that EP it's five songs Um, easy is on there which we talked about a couple of weeks ago but it is a uh, it's really good. I've already listened to it this morning. Uh, he's done a wonderful job. Uh, even if you just don't love, you know, that type type of music or something, that's fine. Everybody has it. I mean, if Michael was a heavy metal guy, I would probably not listen to him, but I'd still download it just to give him the support. So if you don't mind, uh, make sure you download and, and share it with your friends. Uh, for our dear friend, Michael Haney, who's worked his rear end off over the last few years up in Nashville and uh, trying to get his music career going and, and he's done a, done a fine job and he's got a better voice and I, I give him credit for it. I used, you know, I'm like, Mike, you know, I, I don't know if I'd let you sing in my shower, but now I'd let him sing at my wedding. So that's, that's fantastic. And uh, really proud of him. All right. So uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah, great yeah. guy, great, tremendous uh, human being too. I mean, he's not, oh, he's, it, it, you tell the people that do things the right way. I mean, yeah. he's done it the right way. Steady Eddie too, man. Just right here. Right there. Um, all right. Uh, so, uh, quick pick, by the way, on the South Carolina. Next week, we'll begin picking games uh, on our program every Friday going into the weekend. Um, and I'll tally all this at the end of the year when JC and Phil are looking way up the mountain at old old JB here. I can publicly make fun of them. Uh, quick pick, guys. Uh, Jackson Jackson State, South Carolina State. Who you got? Who you got, JC? It's going with the Bulldogs, man. Yeah, yeah man, you gotta go, you gotta go. It's a homer pick, and see, I think Dion took every good player off that Jackson State roster when they went to Colorado too. Was this game? I was about to ask you, was this game already scheduled before he took the Colorado job? I would imagine it was. Probably I would, I, I would think. <laughs> ABC was like, son of a. Yeah, yeah it's like, a rematch. What championship game they played? What two seasons? Ago? Yeah. Well, yeah, that was is. the uh, no. Yeah. Well, that wasn't a championship game, was it? It was just the well, it's the HBCU it's national the HBCU, championship. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. They call, it's, yeah, it's yeah like that's the right. BC, that's right. It's like the BCS used to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, right. The champs of the me are the Rose Bowl actually. The champs of the yeah. MEAC versus the champs of the SWAC. All right, and, uh, and I'm, I'm going. I'm going with Buddy. Go, Buddy. Yeah. Go, Buddy. Uh, yeah. State wins. SC State yeah. wins. Uh, by the by, the Gamecock retweeter, uh, send me. Inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com. Inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com. Send me your shirt size. And I do have a sweet, sweet visor that I wear on the show. I've got extras. I will shoot you one out since you were so kind to send me some of your gear uh, and uh, all that good stuff. So I, oh. I will, I'll be glad to do that. How about the next three games, by the way, for the Bulldogs? They go to Charlotte. When I wait, so they're playing in Charlotte next Saturday, too. Just at Charlotte, like the 49ers. Oh, wow. Uh, so you got the Bulldogs down the road playing against the 49ers of Charlotte, not San Francisco. <laughs> and then you've got the Gamecocks playing the Tar Heels in Bank of America. This is all happening 
in the same town on the same day. That game's at 6 o'clock. The Gamecocks and um, Tar Heels are at 7.30. Then they leave there the following week. They're in Atlanta to take on Georgia Tech. And then after that, guess who's coming to uh, – Guess who, this is big in our in the state of South Carolina. Guess who's headed to Orangeburg in week four? Furman, the Citadel, with Ooh, with new head coach Maurice Drayton. Dogs are getting out of that triple option. They're going to be flinging it around a little bit, so there could be some fireworks in that ball game up there. Cool. So uh, pretty uh, pretty cool stuff. So let's see here. Uh, I, I I they're going to be. Do they beat Charlotte guys? Let's give them the Charlotte win. All right, and so they're two and zero. No, they're they're gonna win that game. They're gonna Biff, win. Biff, that win. that Biff Pogey can coach his butt off, you know. Yeah, they're, they're, he's nah. one righteous dude. It's over Pogey. two and zero, oh. and then they 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 put the ACC in its place. They go to Tech. They beat the Jackets. They're three and zero, oh. <laughs> and then they've got a dogfighter in their hands. It's gonna be down to the wire. Um, I'll, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Citadel to shock them. So they're three and one. They beat VU of Lynchburg. Everybody's gonna beat them. They're four and one. Then they beat the uh, fighting Marcus Satterfields of Tennessee Tech. They're five at five and one. Then they got to go take on the Stingers of Delaware State. They're six and one. North Carolina Central, ESPNU. It looks like a Thursday night. Mm, it's Central's tough. tough they're good. Yeah. So they're they're Sorry. gonna they're, they'll drop that one. Then they beat Howard Morgan State. They're gonna finish the year nine and two. Go dogs. NC Central's where Lonnie Teasley came from. Yeah, and that's where uh, O'Trey Smith wrapped up his playing career as well. They got they, that that level of HBCU level football. Has so many good coaches that, for whatever reason, uh, have trouble moving on to the next level. I, I think there's you know because it's all mostly all FCS anyway. I think there's a lot of lack of respect for that level of football in general. But um, you know, Lonnie T. I knew when Lonnie Teasley came and he took over for Adkins. Just you know, I've heard a lot about him from recruits saying you know this guy we love him. And obviously, his results uh, in as far as recruits go speak for themselves. However, however, uh, you know, the, I, then I started hearing about his X's and O's and ability to develop. And uh, boy, what a blessing he is to this program! You know, that yeah. he came here, took a chance yeah. as an analyst. Yeah, Michelle, uh, Will, uh, it's yeah, I told you. It's 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 being aired live in businesses. Okay, so easy. Yeah, you got to be careful. Gotta be careful with the preg, the pregnant stripper talk. But uh, will uh, send me your. If I have your size, I don't have unlimited shirts. But if I have your size, I'll email it out to you, uh, or bit, mail it out to you. So send it inside the game. gmail dot com, and then t- tell us what Michelle says right here. This is funny. Sign me, sign, sign me up, up for a mad dog apple. tank. But uh, she she's not sure she can convince her husband Dan to wear the mad dog thong. I mean, this thread is epic. Yeah, where I, I mean, I bumped, I bumped, I, bumped, I, I, I just bumped into the front page for you, Phil. Oh, uh, great! <laughs> should we? I tell you what, we'll hit a uh, let's hit a timeout. We'll, we got the high school. We got to get into some high school stuff in plenty of Carolina. We want to wrap our storylines from camp because it's over. But when we return, the we'll lead off JC with why. A new uh, an an all new segment called "Why the Big Old Cocks Love Mad Dog," right here, powered by Electric Bikes of Charleston on Inside the Game Cox the Show. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garnet black every day by a couple of painters. 
go to letmepaintsomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. Letmepaintsomething.com. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Sear Foss of Caldwell Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside, all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271, Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. But at the Barndo Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy insulation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barndo Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Gamecocks. Mad dog, have you have you even had a chance to read up on yourself yet, or no? You're, you're this one, Phil, you mute. He's so yeah. flabbergasted, he muted yeah. himself. See, everybody's giving him all this credit, and he's falling asleep on the job here. This is we got to humble him, JC. This Am I on now? <laughs> <laughs> well, they, somebody just asked who you were. You know, they didn't know who you, which is fine. You know, there's the there's still yeah, hey, yeah, people yeah. that have, there's people that don't know who JC is. They don't know who I am. They don't know who Mike Morgan is. I don't know what dumpster those guys have been living under. But uh, well, so this one, cat, one, one that one created past 09 when Mike left. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like that's a daggum Bruce Springsteen song. That's a lyric for a Bruce Springsteen song. Mike's been gone for fourteen years. Are we? Mike's been gone for fourteen years. I talked to Mike. Radio play by Mike play. D. Uh, hey, how about this? Mike's been gone for 14 years. We got Todd Ellis screaming and I hear, oh, no. yeah. That's a Bruce Springsteen song. Don't be banging up on Todd. I don't know how we're going to, you know, 
Todd. I'm not. You and Todd are going to have, y'all are going to have to take y'all out to the parking lot. Todd has no idea who I even am. See, exactly. He's one of them. Hey, I'll tell you what. He was my favorite freaking player when when I first started following the Gamecocks. Favorite player on earth. Uh, I almost Uh, switched to number nine. Hey, here's another one for you two geniuses. Not you, Mad Dog, but definitely JC here. We're going to have to adjust the app to, uh, to two and up. Gamecock pastor. My daughter's standing in front of the TV trying to talk to y'all. She's almost two. Okay, so two and up. Watch what you're saying there, Mr. Nikita. All right, so Phil, the que- uh, we got a guy here. He's always good for a good joke. Love him. Love it. There you go. Nice. Another guy. Phil is the man. Another guy. I just want to drink a few beers with Phil. Another guy or gal. I love that his intro is Muschamp saying his wife wouldn't marry a loser. <laughs> Which yeah. I, if y'all knew I thought, wife, I mean, <laughs> that's, that's hey, a that, more accurate than fortuitous. That's the, that's that we the most accurate that. thing on the show. I, I know her. <laughs> yeah. She has no tolerance for losing. Well, I thought Trust that when me. I no. when I built that when I built that per- piece of production, I thought, I wonder if Phil's going to get upset about this. Well, let's just see what happens. No, no. Oh, no, no. I, well, there, there may not have been a truer statement mentioned on this show. <laughs> it all worked out. Didn't we That's Didn't right. we uh, lock you in a dumpster? I got out. All right. Uh, it, it, let's see. Uh, Flashy says uh, his name is Mad Dog. <laughs> LOL. Um, I'd like to think that another guy, I'd like to think that Phil is the perfect description of what you want in a producer. He is evil kill. I'm thinking he meant even keel, but we'll go with evil kill. Soft spoken, and he keeps the show moving consistently and smoothly and knows his stuff when he speaks. Well, that's not true. I'm just I'll kidding. Kill. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what show this guy's been listening to. Um, oh, man. This is good for my ego. Ke- Kevin wants some Mad Doc Molinax merch. Um, uh, they said uh, they'd, li- they'd like to have a bio of you on the Chief app. We all have our bios and the Get to Know You section. Well, but- mine's there. Well, it is. All it says is Phil is the man. As well. I, mean, <laughs> yes. so- I mean, what more of a bio do you need? Come Phil on. Is the man. Um, my wife commented on that too she was like that's apt <laughs> yeah i i, I think, well again thanks, baby. I appreciate that. another piece of building the app and y'all know what, I, what what i went i went through here for six months and i was like i don't have time to chase down bios of these guys so i'm going to copy and paste mine from the website jc uh and then phil you're just going to get the shortest coolest bio in the history of bios so you got it um Perfect. You are now also hashtagged as the philosopher. Oh, I'll, I'll take that. I'll the take philosopher. That. I like that. Like he'll put a pipe in his mouth. Or hello. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Mad Dog Mullinax. Mad Dog Mullinax. Mad Dog. He talks like Winston Churchill. Mad Dog Mullinax. Mad, Mad Dog We shall fight on an island. <laughs> All that needs to be said. Mad Dog Mullinax. And then we got another one. Love Phil. So they are, Phil, they... You know, you got a fan club, and uh, wow. now let me just, JC, you back me up on this now. You know, you're you're gonna know you're exactly what I mean here. Phil, doesn't matter that you have literally nothing to do, nothing to do with how anybody plays and with the outcome of any game. If they lose, 
you're a freaking loser. It doesn't matter what you do. Somehow, it has something to do with something you have done that that happened. I literally I lived through it last year. Yeah, I know. I mean, you know, you, you say something on there and you get it wrong. It's like, well, you oh, said. Yeah. Well, yeah, the one for these guys, yeah, I wouldn't have calling the damn plays, wasn't I? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm blaming on us right. fans. Yeah. Mad dog, <laughs> mad dog Satterfield's called this place. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't worry, Husker fans. I, I, you know, I think I played this whole Satterfield thing the wrong way. I've been full of venom and spite, uh, simply because I think Carolina's an eight-win team in 2021 and ten-win team in 2022. If they had at least a competent OC, however, I digress. Um, and they don't get shut out by Clemson either, but I digress. I should have played this like the minute he left, like, so everybody would be kind of in on the joke, but you're not like, man, Nebraska, boy, you guys got a great one. Yeah. Put up 63 and 31. Boy, that boy, you guys are going to explode. Oh my. And said it like that over and over. I think that'd have been funnier than me just being bitter. I let go of the bitterness. Well, I mean, it, you could throw actual stats because nobody ever looks deep into them. Uh, last year, Carolina did average 32.8 points per game. So you could throw that stat out there and they'll go, wait a second, they scored 33 a game? That's, that's awesome. We, we would love to do that here at Nebraska. None, nonetheless, the you know, the defense and the special teams put about 100 points on the board combined. And that's 63. I, I think, I think Carolina either led the country they, they or did, at least they ACC. Yeah, yeah. In non-offensive yeah. touchdowns. Now, they did score nine offensive touchdowns. Uh, well. Uh, and then four, 13 offensive touchdowns in the last two. But I think we all know there were some uh, adjustments. Well, but also, like, here, you know, dress really dress it up, Jay. Next time you talk to a Husker fan, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of Nebraska. Greatest fans ever. Greatest fan base had the opportunity to spend a whole week with them down in Florida when the Gamecocks beat them in Orlando. Uh, an amazing group of fans. Oh my gosh! I mean that that should be every fan base in college athletics. Man, they're awesome. Um, but dress it up. Oh man, you gotta be kidding me! Listen to this. Yeah, we scored last year over fifty three times. Three three times they scored over fifty. Now. They did score 63 against Tennessee, but over 50 was, I think, against Charlotte and SC State, right? So, but you don't need to tell them that. No. Man, we, they scored over 39 times or eight times, whatever it was. I think it was eight and over 53. You, you nailed it. Y'all are going to, you, you're going to love it. You're going to love everything about it. You're going you're gonna to roll through the Big Ten. You're never going to, you're never going to look back and you'll see Ohio State in the championship game. It's kind of okay. That's it. That reminds me of this. That reminds me of the Spurrier speech before the 2015 season. You know, my well, quarterbacks can't hit the broadside of a barn. Receivers, you know, we can't catch cold. It's like it's out hey, there in the middle of February. Hey, I got some news here. I want, I want to. I'll say congratulations to King Demarion Ford, uh, defensive back, walk-on guy, really good player though. Uh, Helps special teams and all that. Uh, he is the third annual recipient of the Jake Panis. Walk-on scholarship. Uh, you guys know uh, that story there. Uh, Mr. Panis actually just texted me this. Uh, he joins Peyton Mangrum uh, from uh, two years ago, I think, and then Matthew Bailey. Or Peyton Mangrum from last year and then Matthew Bailey from the year before. So uh, hats off awesome. to King Ford. Uh, yeah. I th- I, yeah, he's the man. And uh, thank you for Mr. Panis, uh, Stephen Panis, for keeping Jake's memory alive with this. And uh, – 
I have nothing but, uh, and I've gotten to know him a little bit over the year uh, since he started doing this. But I have nothing but respect and love for those folk, uh, for for Mr. Panis and his family and what he does for Carolina football and how he's taken a tragedy and and turned it into something that's uh, helpful to others. And I think that's uh, that, that's very admirable. So just wanted to announce that real quick Absolutely. while we got the breaking news. That is uh that is great stuff. You said that was directly from Stephen Panis. So that's uh Yeah. Oh yeah, I, I know him a little bit. We talk. Really, really cool stuff. Yeah. That is uh fantastic. King Demarion Ford, and he's actually a guy that Shane has mentioned before and how hard he goes out there and works uh for his game gosh. Congratulations. You heard it here first off the desk of uh Panis and Schubert. All right, guys, the um the uh, high school football slate is setting up pretty nicely. I'll, I'll go ahead and Flint and I will pick this game coming up here at the noon hour, but I'll, I'll, I'll pick it now. Uh, Wando owes Lucy Beckham some major payback tonight, and uh, they're going to give it to him. If you're in the low country, it's 730, by the way, on ABC. Scott Eisberg will be calling that game on TV. Uh, elsewhere around the state of South Carolina, Greenville, fourth-ranked Greenville at T.L. Hanna this weekend. These are some standout games. Number two, South Florence makes the trip to Mount Pleasant as well. They've got Oceanside Collegiate Academy. Um, being from Mount Pleasant, you would think I'd pull for OCA, but I'm not. Go South Florence. Uh, Seventh-ranked Spartanburg at uh, Dutch Fork. Y'all realize both Spartanburg and Dutch Fork lost last week? They're both 0-1 going into that game. Oh. Mm-hmm. The uh, rumors of the ascension of the Spartan I Vikings have been greatly exaggerated. RIP to my dad, who was the biggest Spartanburg High School fan on the planet and was arrogant about it, worse than a North Carolina basketball fan, really. But uh, oh. <laughs> nah, I, I like Spartan High. It was kind of sad to me that they had a little dip there. But uh, I guess they're not as dominant as, as maybe people thought. So how about the Burns Rebels won last week, though? The Burns Rebels did. They're going to try to do it again this week. They're on the road at Chapman. As a matter of fact, they'll, uh, they'll beat Chapman's at, behind. All right, go Burns, go there. Chapman is in Inman, which is right up the road, and then yeah, it, it's a smaller school. Now look, Chapman has like three or four walk-ons, three since DJ Black left uh, on the roster at Carolina, and of course Debo Samuel went there and all that. So Chapman's got Chapman's kind of come up a little bit, but yeah. that's not a game. That's a hey, let's bring our thousands of fans to Inman and throw some money in the local economy kind of deal and go away with an easy victory. I feel you're going with a feel good story here. So we'll bring our money and then we'll take it. Uh, take your souls when we leave uh, a uh, big game in the Midlands tonight, uh, Brooklyn Casey makes the short trek out to airport right down the street, basically um, uh, have a ton of respect for the Bearcats of Brooklyn Casey. Love that campus. Love that football field, the whole nine yards. But go airport because my man, Shane Fiddler, is the head coach out there now. And uh, he is a Gamecock through and through, former bouncer in five points who protected us. But he's still, he's more than that. He's a friend and he's a hell of a head coach. And I love him dearly. And uh, airport is in good hands with him. So go airport. They win tonight against Brooklyn Casey. Ridgeview is at Sumter tonight, boys and girls. Uh, you got a big one uh, kind of in the, uh, the uh, mid-eastern part of the state. How about this? You ready? Lugoff, Lugoff Elgin at Camden. You got the fighting Patrick Davises versus the fighting Monty Lees. Lugoff Elgin and Camden. Ooh. Watch out. 
Watch out. Somerville is at Carolina Forest. Rock Hill is at South Point. North Augusta is at Dorman. And uh, Ridgeview is at Sumter tonight. Those are some of the notable games. I'm sure somebody's going to say, we didn't mention this one. Well, I understand that, but I can't read 119 games on the air. So those are the ones that stood out to me at least. uh, I don't blame you. Do me a favor this evening when you're at the TR Wade Hampton game. Keep an eye on my daughter. She'll be out there. Okay. Hampton, this is her first – First high school football game. Oh, so you, that's a special moment. One time. Is it really? Yeah, uh, you, you don't really go to watch the game. Yeah, we've been to high school football games, but yeah, first. Oh, I did. I did, JC. I know what you're saying, though. The student section is always, you know, jabbery, and they're all talking about the drama that happened in school and the same the other. That wasn't me, man. I was watching football because I wanted to be out there playing, but I couldn't with baseball. So I would say this, too. Uh, oh, by the way, well, since we're talking high school football, shout out to the Lockport Porters. Here in Illinois, the moose. Oh, okay. That's right. The, the moose. Mo- the, mo- the moose has his first uh, JV game today. Starts at four thirty uh, in record-setting heat in Chicago. It was one hundred and ten <laughs> yesterday up here. So I'm looking forward to being naked out there in my speedo. Uh, in my, your, lock, my Lockport Porter speedo. You mean Literature. your mad mad dog mad dog Rolex speedo. Mad Dog Manthong. The Mad Dog Man, that is brilliant. The Mad Dog Manthong. But no, uh, very proud of Moose. He's going to start at left guard. Um, he has a, they run kind of a, one of those, it, it, it's like a spread with wing T elements. So he pulls a lot. And, and the guy, he did the job. It, 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 Moose is about six, two and a half, probably about a, a slender 215 with long arms. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this guy was like 250 that he beat out. But Mad Dog pulls. I mean, sorry, Mad Dog. Moose, uh, all these M words. Moose pulls. Uh, he gets there twice as fast. And you need that in that offense, and he knocks people's uh, butt off, uh, whatever. Um, and so I'm proud of him because he won that competition uh, fair and square. He worked his butt off all summer. Um, looking forward to seeing the uh, finished product tonight and praying that doesn't make me stay for the varsity. <laughs> Not the – it's just – I don't know, man. I can't get into the schools around here. I just uh, when Moose plays, I'll be at every game. But I just they don't have a lot of college talents. They're I can't really scout. I don't really like the level of athletes they have. I don't really like the crowd. <laughs> I'm like I'd like to be at Burns Chapman for sure, but Lockport versus Plainfield South or whatever the hell they're playing, I, I, not, that's just not for me. So I'm hope hopefully, but Nat though is like a huge fan. So mm-hmm. good. Uh, so she's probably going to make me stay. And uh, keep in mind, there's no beer served at high school football games, at least not yet in this state. But uh, I, I don't know. Well, there's not down yeah. here. I know. Uh, no, absolutely. This, state, this state. Be turning away. Not any service. Now, I'll, I'll say one, one, one thing up here. They do they do, do a lot of it. They, they actually have college-style tailgates at, at, at high school games. Yeah, but, well, they have that I down. Mean, it's South Carolina. They got plenty of that in South Carolina. I I'd never seen anybody drink a beer before a high school game in South Carolina, but uh, we, I'm sure it happened. I just wasn't paying attention. But up here, it's like, man, we're grilling Polish sausage and some pork yeah. chops, and here's some old style, and uh, let's go. My man, my man, Michael Flint. He's like the guy in Varsity Blues who's dumb enough to put the flower pot on his head. I never miss these. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I bet in Texas they have huge tailgates for. Oh yeah, drinking Lone oh, Star, yeah, cooking. Br- there, there's people out there right now getting the brisket ready for a Texas high school yeah. games. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's so, you know what six A high school stadiums that are you know bigger than Vanderbilt's. Yeah, yeah. Clint said you can't have alcohol on campus. We know you're not allowed to. <laughs> I mean. I mean, you used to not be able to allow uh, to have it in college either, but everybody did, you know. And, uh, that well, may yeah. or may not have stopped me at times during <laughs> high school. <laughs> yeah, never stopped us. I miss. And by the way, I mentioned mentioned this one too. Batesburg Leesville is at Gilbert tonight. Gilbert kicks their season off. They didn't play last week. Um, BL did lose though so, uh, in the opening ball game. I'm sure there's plenty of other ones out there. Last week we had oh god, guys, how many? I don't even know how many hundreds of responses with where people were from and who you pull for and this, that, and the other. And, uh, and, uh, we love that. So good luck to all of you in your high school programs playing wherever they're playing tonight. Tyler says, go Panthers. That's right. Oh, Chapman. Yeah. All right. So I'm not going to put a wager on it. I mean, well, if Michigan fans, Michigan fans don't put wagers on games with Rutgers. I don't think I'd be uh, betting on high school football either, JC. That, that signals a major problem yeah. in your life. I <laughs> mean, look, I'm sitting here talking about griping that there's degenerate no, without. I, 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 I'm griping about no beer. I'm griping about like I'm talking about. I'm not going to bet this game. You know, I'm like, ah, I, it's a. I'm de- talking about the strip club. I've had a degenerate Friday. <laughs> Could you just imagine who sets the lines for a high school game around here? Is this some guy sitting on the back of a you know a Come damn on. barbecue, you know, back porch, <laughs> big guy in a pair of overalls? Hey. Well, He's got it up on a chalkboard, you know. I, I doubt Blake Blake <laughs> talked about Texas. He says Texas high school was Willie Will Williams Bryce level. Uh, type of um, they're huge uh, deal there, uh, and I, I could imagine that's uh, that's the case. And I think high, betting on high school games probably does take place in the great state of Texas, and it is a guy named Bubba with with overalls on. He, 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 it's, it's in the back of his auto shop, right? Right. Yeah, uh, yeah it's just a setup uh, like that, you know. By yeah. the way, by the way, shout out to Lee's Hired Automotive in Florence for coming in uh, as a Carolina Rouse sponsor, but uh, Rock in, on. Uh, back, in the, back in his auto Love shop. A good tire shop, man. Like back in the back, he's got the he got the schedule poster of his favorite team up from five years ago. <laughs> right. Uh, he's sitting there, and he's got, the desk is a mess, but he's got a chalkboard, and, and he's, you know, he doesn't want to get busted by the Texas Rangers, uh, which are – it's not the baseball team. It's an actual law enforcement in Texas, like SLED in South Carolina. So he's got, like, code, like – like uh, Odessa Pyramid is OP plus. O- Odessa Pyramid. Odessa. Uh, so, the, so the P throws them off, you know. Longview. Booby Miles. Booby Miles. running back. Booby Miles. Longview is like LTX. Hey, and then, you hey know. Mad Dog, who would you take? Would you take Wendell from Varsity Blues or Booby from Friday Night Lights? Who's your running back? Oh, yeah. You got to go Booby there, I think. You like? I like Wendell, man. Hard yeah, nose, good, man. Yeah, he, he's a, a tough boy. Type I like guy, that. That was know? a good thought experiment. You know, I actually we know you know who Wendell reminds me. He reminds me of Brandon Bennett. Downhill, hit the hole. If you're in the way, I'm gonna run right through you. You know. All right, yeah. uh, I'm going. I'm going. I'm going with my guy Wendell. I, can't, I don't know what his last name is, but his name's Wendell. 
Hey, uh, we uh, let's see here. Who was it? Clint asked who who's losing to, who's losing to Abbeville tonight. Uh, Abbeville makes the trip to Powdersville, and uh, David asked who does Lexington play. Lexington hosts South Aiken tonight. So the Thoroughbreds and Wildcats in Lexington, South Carolina. Thoroughbreds. Uh, thoroughbred. I think that's what they are, right? South Aiken Thoroughbreds, isn't that right? Am I wrong? Somewhere. I like it. Uh, to JC's point a minute ago, anytime you can't find them anymore, uh, auto body shops have gone so downhill and it's not all their fault. You can't get good people to work and all these computer, all these vehicles these days have these high tech computers in there. You got to go back to the dealership, which is nuts. So if you find a good tire shop that you can trust, uh, they got my business, man. Somebody who's honest and says, we'll get you in, we'll get you out. What'd you say the name of that, that group was JC? Lee's Lee's taller than automotive. In the All front. right, hats off to Lee and his team because uh, uh, that sounds to me like a a uh, a good local business who who big big gamecock. I get it. My uncle and, just retired from owning Urban's Auto Repair for over fifty years in Mount Pleasant, and uh, you know was in there every day. That was his life every day, seven a.m. to five p.m. So I get it. Hats off to Lee. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, Lee, uh, and Lee actually also told me he sponsors a lot of the local youth league teams in Florence and things like that. So people like that that get behind just sports in general, yeah, uh, I think are great folks. And, and so he, uh, he's been a member of the Big Spur for a long time. See, I don't Big Spur people. I do not know your real name. I don't sit there and cross reference it. Uh, so if if I don't, you know, if if you're a long time poster and you've posted on there for a while. And uh, you maybe meet me at the tailgate, and, and you expect me to know who you are. Please yeah. forgive me, because I don't, yeah. I don't know, I don't know real names. Most of the time, I don't want to, because you know you're not really supposed to sit there. Somebody's like Gamecock sixty nine oh one, and sit there and talk to him and be like, "Well, hey Dan, you know, you don't you don't sit there and call it by their real name because it's supposed to be anonymous." But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know who he is on Big Spur or whatever. But uh, he just hit me up um, right before I left Columbia and. Uh, is really, uh, really, you know, and, and look, Carolina Rise is great. I love it when we come in. We got a long, long way to go. Uh, Park Avenue is doing a great job, by the way. They are going to be on with us next week at some point, probably Tuesday. Uh, they've got, they had a, a deal with a tennis player they announced yesterday that's big, but there's about 11 more deals coming out for football, basketball that you guys will be really interested in. But so it's great for him to help. But then the fact that he helps his local, you know, that's something like I'd do. You know, I'd help like the yeah. the Lockport Junior Porters or, or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I enjoy that because sports are important for kids these days. I mean, they have enough distractions to where if they don't play sports and don't get outside, sometimes yeah. they don't get outside at all. Twenty percent so, of twenty percent of profits purchased uh, of Mad Dog Thongs will go to uh, to some of these um, local local leagues. Oh, hey, yeah. it's 11.52. we got to hit our uh, final time out of the hour. When we return, question here for Michael that we'll answer, and then Michael Flint joining us at the top of the noon hour. Gamecock football, here we come. We'll be right back. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama. 
Panorama Columbia, and go Gamecocks. Charleston Fitness Equipment is keeping South Carolina in shape. Clients have come from all over the Palmetto State to find that one piece of equipment that they enjoy that keeps them looking and feeling good. Whether it's a home rower, treadmill, elliptical, free weights, a home gym, or something else, Charleston Fitness Equipment keeps the mirror smiling back at you. Get in shape like the Gamecocks do. Visit charlestonfitnessequipment.com. Gamecock owned and operated and proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. If you're in the real estate market in the low country or even in the Midlands, please contact me, JB, with Coast to Coast Realty SC. You hear me and see me every day here on Inside the Gamecocks, and it would be an honor to earn your business. I've been around real estate my entire life as it's somewhat of a family business. I work with an elite team of experts from loans to insurance to closing, and they make my clients and my life very easy. It really is elite. Coast to Coast Realty SC.com is where you can find our staff, and you can always reach out to me here as well. Go Gamecocks. Cool Joe here. And when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award winning, it'll melt in your mouth, it's good on a cracker, it's good in a bowl, it's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget, Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well, and they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online, nanasporch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O, signing off. In the summer, go Tiger. Ladies and gentlemen, here it is. Thanks to the university for putting $23 tickets on sale for the home opener. <laughs> Is that what they are? <laughs> Phil, Phil, are you gonna come Thanks by for- you gonna come by the cop bring the kids and wife by the condos? Because that's where me and Why Jamie, not? Me and Jamie will probably be in certain. I'm not gonna give out the location. No, don't do that. No, we'll get, no. We'll I mean, get, yeah, we're we'll get, we're planning on heading down and doing the whole nine. Man. We'll, we'll get mobbed. Our fans. <laughs> right. Ah, hey, uh, uh, to answer, at least introduce yourselves if you're doing that. <laughs> there's a, a question from Michael in the chat box. Says, "Will Spencer break Dylan Thompson's record?" I'm not going to go on the record and say definitely because you never know with uh, injuries or how games will go with stats. But I think it's likely. 
just with the way I think Carolina's passing game is going to be this year, I think it's, I think it's likely Interesting. that they, uh, that they do that. And uh, also wanted to give a shout out to Nana's porch. You guys know Nana's porch. I do not fill us in on that yeah, from, the, from the chat box. Uh, I'm trying to buy time here so I can pull up the text that he sent me. Okay. So North Carolina specialty foods contest. Now he's located in Concord. So he competes in North Carolina. It's a big deal. This is huge. Uh, first place meat smoked jalapeno. Ah, way to go, Chris. And second place. Uh, for meat and cheese, original. Mm. Not to so, mention they have the best pimento cheese known to man. Oh, wait a minute. I'm sorry. I read that wrong. I'm an idiot. Mm-hmm. Meat and cheese uh, together. Okay. So he won first and second place for meat and cheese combined. Dude. Like, right. This has a category. I'm an idiot. Uh, so he won. He swept the top two. Yeah. First one was smoked jalapeno. Second was original. Regardless, Chris, congratulations, buddy. Uh, as Coach O said, it's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. And uh, as we had in another commercial, the people have spoken. Nana's Ports got voted uh, at best in Charlotte area, food truck. And we uh, we love you, man, and uh, can't wait for the tailgate this weekend. You've helped us out so much on the show and uh, with our events and stuff. Uh, hope to see Nat's hoping to catch up with your lovely wife. She really got a kick out of meeting her in Charleston. Uh, thanks for the bottom of our hearts and congratulations. Uh, there's probably not a more deserving, uh, individual out there with as hard as you work and as good as your food is. And please bring Jamie some pimento cheese because I he, happened he to, is. I ate the yeah. whole thing at last time. And, uh, <laughs> I, I ate it all, Eddie. I ate boardwalk. I ate Pilot Park Place. I ate this, you know, um, I ate the whole thing uh, last time. So please bring Jamie. I'll, I'll never forget when you got in the Uber to leave. I went and looked in the fridge and I thought, damn. It's gone. He ate all what? the men of cheese. I thought, I swore I had another thing of it in here, but I guess I did. Gary was like, well, how do we get more? I was like, it's going to be a while. It's going to be a while. But, uh, yeah, I've already, I've already, I've already talked to Chris. We had a long talk last week. I've got, uh, I've got plans. So if any of you, any of you think you're just gonna ease on into the pregame tailgate next week and snake me out of my pimento cheese? I got bad news for you. I'll hit you over the head with a golf club before that happens. Don't care who you are, how much money you donate to anything. Take my freaking <laughs> pimento cheese, you're gonna have a problem. All right, we're at the end of the hour, and Michael Flint is standing by the oh. newest. Yeah, see, Phil, you've let this get to your head. People. You have to know when the clock is. You can't just keep reading comments about how beloved you are. And get, let me tell you about message boards. They love you until they don't. You know? Oh, I know. Yeah. They love you until they don't. <laughs> Where? Because I'm surprised there hasn't been any shade thrown yet. <laughs> yeah. You know? No shade. As oh, Jason, I, I was caught up in live tweeting, is what it was. See, this is like, yeah, the, yeah. <laughs> live tweeting has got me on that end of the hour break that's all right michael flint popped in and he just left again so typical uh, wando you know yeah, dropping you, the phone falling you off <laughs> you don't ever know what you just don't know with mike man you just don't know i got a feeling mike and i'll have a late night conversation my wife is out of town for the weekend and so i'll put the kids in bed and then 
we'll call each other and talk about everything we talked about today and then everything we'll talk about again next Friday. It's part of life, you know. It's, what you do all right uh, we have got to run we are teed up by traveling country club i just got invited to a golf tournament yesterday as a matter of fact speaking of golf i can't wait to play in it coming up in october if you want to play golf there's literally no better golf club than one that has 45 courses in it from the mountains to the beach yeah i mean it is like so worth it <laughs> if you don't want to spend money every month to be a part of the club i don't know maybe Maybe shave off a couple of a uh, couple of fast food meals. It's expensive as everything's gotten. There you go. It is awesome. Travelingcountryclub.com. Gamecock owned and operated by Michael Manis, former golfer at Carolina. Former wide receiver at Carolina is up next. Wando's World here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Part of the Chief Sports Network. Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope's State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Nana's Porch, nanasporch.com. At Nana's Porch, they cater weddings, parties, and all kinds of special events. Their meals are served buffet style. In seconds, they're encouraged. Plus, they can bring their mobile food unit to bring on-site and serve your guests as a unique alternative for your catering needs. Inquire about rentals as well. Nana'sPorch.com. Find them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. 336-259-7550. If you're on Medicare currently or approaching eligibility, it's time to enroll in a Medicare plan that meets your needs. Palmetto Medicare is here to help you through the process. Palmetto Medicare's owner, Brian Spencer, and his team of experts are here to assist you. Learn about the benefits and enroll in the plan that will cover as many of your medical costs as possible. Some of the advantages of Medicare health plans may include variety of plan choices, increased benefits, lower premiums, and more. Give Palmetto Medicare a call to discuss your insurance and help get the exact coverage for your needs today. There he is. He's back. 
What did Corey <laughs> say, Mike? Back like cook crack. Wando's world. Yeah. Inside the game, Kosh, the show. Painted garnet and black by a couple of painters. Let me paint something.com. Since you last saw him, his hair is longer. He is fatter. And he is uh, fired up and ready to go for South Carolina football. Mike, but before we get there, first of all, I hope you had a good time out with your family last week on the beach. Um, you were at the beach, right? Did you have to wear – do they make you wear long sleeves out there since you're so white? You know it. <laughs> hey, we don't need anybody drowning out here, guys. Tell I, <laughs> hey, Jim, put a shirt on. You're scaring all the chicks away. <laughs> <laughs> One of the greatest American pylons of all time. So I, I figure I'll probably call you tonight around 10. But, Mike, it's 730 tonight. Are you going to the game? Are you going to the Wando game? I'm going to try to make it. I'm going to try to. I can't go, man. I got uh, – Carrie's gone, so I'm going to watch it on TV. But they owe those daggum Bengals. You know? Come on, Wando. The, the, Beckham is playing on your home field. It's a home game for them. There's no excuses. Go out and play like a champion. That's so, it. I mean, I don't know who has to give the pregame speech. Maybe maybe ask Mr. Wilson if you can get out there on the field and crush some skulls. But this is insane. They can't be losing to the Beckham Bengals, man. Oh, no. It's going to be a good one. I watched last year. It was a tight one. But, yeah. Well, we were, we were sitting together last year for that game. Yeah, yeah. It was a tough one. That was a tough one. Um, Mike, JC informed us earlier that he uh, either – is or knows somebody who is an odds maker for high school football. So, JC, what what is the line on the Wando game tonight? I guess who? Beckham. Who the hell is Beckham? Is that a new school? It doesn't matter. What's the <laughs> What's line, JC? <laughs> Wando minus ah, Wando minus twenty one. Bradford. Oh, Bradford. Beckham. Bradford. <laughs> Flint, Bradford. Mike, they ain't covering Warriors. 21, though. They're not covering 21. Why no? Nope. says it's only six and a half. Yeah, what's, the, what, what's the over-under, J.C.? 35 and a half. 35 and a half. They're favored by 21. Is... <laughs> I, like I, so. That's right. I think they're going to like uh, – They're going to get up 31 to nothing at halftime and run the ball. I hope you're right. All right. Bradford versus God in golf. Wando, Bradford. You see what I'm doing here? Yeah. I'm creating a Chicago super fans for the Wando Warriors. Ortray. Uh, Ortray. Flint. Yeah. Flint versus God in lacrosse. Flint. Hey, hey, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna text book and tell him JC's got it, got the Warriors at at uh, twenty one they're getting twenty one points here. Yeah. So let Book know we've got odds on the game tonight when you see him, if you see him out there. That'll work. Yeah. Yep. All right. Coach, sorry about that. Sorry we're betting. We're well, I'm betting I'm betting on you to win, just not cover the not to cover the twenty one. <laughs> taking the money line on the one. That's a, the game that's a that's a that's a tough that's a tough line there, JC. Can't you can't you come in at like you know three? <laughs> It is a home game. I'll take, I'll take the yeah, but Beckham last year beat him. It was a <laughs> devastating night. I've never even heard of Beckham. I, I mean, think it, it was eight a, six. I know it what a, it was a horrible football game. I, I, I know a lacrosse I, school. How'd you lose I, to a lacrosse school? I used to know Beckham <laughs> when Wando moved. Uh, JC, I was the last class at the old Wando, and they moved out to North Mount Pleasant. 
And then that turned into, well, it was a cross, right? Michael, didn't they have the elementary and middle schools in there for a little bit while they were redoing those? Yeah. And then they rebuilt that and named it after Miss Beckham, who was our principal, who was the sweetest lady of all time. And uh, so it's in the it's in the same spot that the old Wanda used to be. So now Mount Pleasant has two high schools because we don't acknowledge Oceanside as a high school. So <laughs> you've got Beckham and you've got so it's a rivalry, kind of. It's a Mount Pleasant because back in the day you had high flying, highly recruited quarterbacks like Michael Flynn at Wando and the the rivals then were James Island, Stratford, Somerville, you know, uh, I don't, y'all didn't play BE every year, did you? Berkeley. Those are the schools I'm familiar with. So Beckham is kind of like, okay, in the, in the, in the early seventies in Spartanburg, they, they, Dorman was birthed from Spartanburg high school. So yeah, it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like now you got a situation like um, the cats we had when I was in college. Uh, Pepe uh, knocked Bailey up, and Bailey gave birth to Sputnik, and then we had Pepe and Sputnik, and so now you got you, you gave birth, and so now you got Beckham and Wando there. So that's uh, no wonder the damn game's eight to six. Because quite was- frankly, not, getting joking aside. Uh, not the strongest school for football there, the Warriors. Well, and it, uh, there's no excuse for it not to be either because there's uh, – Yeah, I mean, so not not the best. And uh, and so now you're going to divide the talent base even more. Correct. Hell, why don't we all just go to Bowling Springs next and build a new high school up there and, and, and doom them to even more failure than they've already had for ever since that school came into existence, which is <laughs> – I wake up every day and, and chuckle at the fact – Two of the best quarterbacks in the history of South Carolina football, the late great Phil Petty and Dylan Thompson, both went to Boiling Springs High School. Boiling Springs, yeah. In Spartanburg County, do you know? I mean, they're worse than Landrum. Chesney is up there as a little two-way school up in that area. They're worse than Chesney. Which, by the way, just kind of a little historical tidbit here, they did not name that high school after Kenny. (laughs) <laughs> no, uh, no it, it's spelled differently. It's it's a Native American Chesapeake. I'm aware. Chesapeake. <laughs> well, yeah. well anyway. Wando is named after the the Native Americans of the Low Country. So, uh, go, here we go, Mike. Uh, go Warriors. Uh, I'm going to go with they get revenge tonight. Uh, it's going to be a strange score again. So let's let's go with uh, let's go with um, uh, eighteen to. 13. 11, 18 to 11. Ooh, that's a strange one. Yeah, well, you got a touchdown, a two-point conversion, and a field goal for the for the uh, Bengals. All right, so we're going to go with 18 to 11. Wando wins. They get off to a 1-0 start. Uh, Lance, Michael will not be in Charlotte next week, uh, but he will be uh, in Columbia. And uh, and so if you want an autograph, you want him to sign your baby or something like that, you know, let us know, and we'll we'll get him over to you. And uh, what, what what is it, Mike? Is it still fifty dollars per letter? And you spell out Michael, right? So yeah. I just don't. I just don't want to devalue anything. What's the it's name, image, and likeness? You want me to sign your baby? That's fine, but it's going to cost you about you know seven hundred fifty bucks. Hey, I might. I just don't want to devalue it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, Mike. Uh, South Carolina, a week from today, will be doing their final walkthrough in Charlotte before they kick off against the Tar Heels. And um, as of now, all reports are pretty good. 
and it seems like they're going to be pretty healthy going into the game as well, expecting everybody for the most part to play. Could be maybe a little bit of a wait and see on Nick Harbour, um, but outside of that, they feel really good about where they are on both sides, the ball, defense, offense, uh, Juice Wells that continues to increase that he's going to get into the game. Um, it has been uh, widely reported, starting with the guy on the screen here, uh, Schubert, that it, it seems at this point, if you had to roll out a starting offensive line, it would be three transfers. I mean, this is the third time I've said this this week, Mike. I just want to see the reaction on your face because it's it is so interesting when you actually bring the details into the conversation. If I would have told you the day after they got beat by Notre Dame that next year offensive line issues, any of them would m- maybe be solved or, or even if I didn't word it that way and just said, hey, I can tell you right now, next year's offensive line is going to have a starter at left tackle uh, who is a walk-on from transfer from Charlotte, a starter at left guard from Yale, and a starter at right tackle who transferred in from Western Illinois who hadn't won a game in two years, you'd probably go, oh, no. Man, we're in trouble. But this group seems to be coming together, Mike. I'm giving a little bit of a background there on what we're hearing because I ask you this question on the offensive side of the football first. What is your primary concern coming out of camp going into the first game of the season? You know, I think the main concern, like you just said, I think the interior of the line is, you know, I think there's a lot of experience. I think the comfort level is there when you have, you know, the transfer from Yale and with the the experience that he brings, I think with the with the toughness and mentality that you see and you hear everything about the leadership that he brings to the room. And it's kind of, that's kind of his line almost. It feels like, you know, that, that, that's, those are his guys. Like he's kind of the, the quarterback of that offensive line that, that everybody has that, that, that respect for. And so, you know, the interior of the line, I think, you know, doesn't really worry me as much as the, the inexperience on the edge and, you know, coming from those other places, the, the speed of the game is a lot different. Um, you know, it takes a lot of experience. As you can see, you know, playing offensive line, you need that experience. Um, you need those reps. And, you know, it's a little bit surprising, um, you know, that the, the the two transfers starting on the edge. But I think you see the, the, the hard work they've put in since they've been here. I think Fugard, they, you see how he's kind of transformed himself since he's gotten here, how hard he's worked. Um, you know, the one thing I worry about is is the footwork with those guys on the edge because these these defensive ends in the SEC are a lot different than a lot of these other places with the power, the speed, the quickness. And so a lot of those one-on-one matchups, that's really the one thing I'm looking for in that, you know, in the in this game against North Carolina is how we do with those one-on-one matchups on the with those defensive ends and you know how tough those guys are and you know, and how they get in their drops because <clears throat> it's, it's just, it's different. It's different. And when you're on an Island out there at tackle, whether it be left tackle or right tackle, one breakdown is the difference in a sack, a fumble, um, you know, whatever it could be. And you could have guys running wide open downfield, but if you can't, if you can't protect the quarterback, then you're going to have problems. And another thing, you know, I kind of interested in looking to see how we, how we do it is from a protection standpoint is, you know, do we do we use the tight end? Do we use the running back? Do we keep those guys in to help those tackles in those one-on-one situations? Or, you know, do we trust them more 
to be able to win those to, to win those uh, win those battles to be able to get the tight end into a route to be able to get the running back out of the backfield and create mismatches down you know create mismatches with the carry on joiner in the flat or however it may be rather than having to use those guys in pass protection now there's going to be times that those guys have to be used because of blitzes and 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 stunts and other things that where they have to stay in um, for pass protection but I think that's one thing I'll be looking for is the guys on the outside, those tackles. And, you know, the interior I'm, I'm, I'm comfortable with because I, there's a lot of experience and there's a lot of games played between those 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 uh, interior three guys. But it's, it's that edge that I think, you know, I'll be watching for and how they handle those one-on-one matchups. Um, and, and, and also how, you know, Coach Loggins looks to kind of um, game plan early on to give those guys confidence with quick game and not, you know, not taking a, a, a whole lot of deep shots, to, but to be able to kind of game plan around those guys, to be able to to run some quick stuff and see how those guys handle it, um, you know, based on that first quarter. Because, you know, the, the adrenaline's running. That first game of the year, the first quarter, playing in an NFL stadium, the adrenaline's going to be running for everybody. And it's, you know, the most important thing is surviving those first couple of series, whether it be offensively and defensively and really eliminate mistakes and, you know, guys playing almost too fast and getting themselves out of position. And so, you know, I think the first, the first two or three series and that really the first quarter alone is going to be critical, you know, in, in seeing how the, the rest of this game unfolds. Yeah. I, I think that you're onto something there, Mike. And um, you know, it's when you have, you've got, you got some stuff on the offensive side of the football that I think collectively is at the end of the year, as long as, as long as everybody for, for the people are going to get hurt. I know that, but like for, for the large majority of this group, as long as they stay mainly healthy, I think they have a chance to be really, really special. We even had somebody ask us earlier, uh, our thoughts on whether Spencer Rattler could break the single season passing record set by Dylan Thompson back in 2014, as JC mentioned a moment ago, uh, some of the pride of Bull and Springs, South Carolina. Um, but though, Mike, uh, to your point there, uh, up front, you have, uh, you know, to maybe with the exception of Ja'Kai Moore, um, I mean, Vershawn, of course, has started a bunch of football games at Carolina, but you're going to have five new guys in five new places. And overall, you're going to have, you know, three or four new guys on the offensive line starting in general. You have a guy who's converted, and they really like him. To carry on, Joyner has had an outstanding camp. Outstanding camp. I mean, he's ready. But we know that he's new there, and we know that, the depth behind him is also new to that room outside of Juju. So Rattler is, you know, he's your pillar. The wide receiver group, the tight end group, those guys are fine. But it just seems like it could take a little bit of time to get the backfield and your front kind of all clicking and meshing together. I, I think it, it, play calling is going to be such a, an important thing here in the first game, the first couple of games, to try to get this group to really gel. And on top of that, Mike, you you heard Dowell the other day, not to steal your segment here, let, just talking over everybody, but Dowell talked about all of the uh, responsibilities he's just handed off to Spencer Rattler. And so there's a difference in your quarterback having that responsibility and knowing the offense and not knowing the offense. I think at this point in time, though, from what we understand, he he knows it pretty darn well. Yeah, and that's 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 been really, you know, really nice to see, and the confidence that's really been portrayed in in Spencer, and 
you know, being able to kind of hand the, not necessarily hand the keys over, but to allow him to, to get up to the line of scrimmage, read a defense and make a check based on game prep and based on film and based on, you know, all the work that goes in Monday through Friday, whether it be in meeting rooms or on the practice field, you know, there's checks that he's going to be able to make that, that they've gone through and it's, being able to come up to the line of scrimmage and have an understanding of what you're looking at defensively to be able to make those right checks. And I think with him having that understanding of, 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 of defenses, of protections, of blocking schemes, things like that, he's able to kind of help the running backs as well when it comes to pass protection. Cause that's, that's one of the biggest things for a running back that really people don't realize is, is how well do they pass protect? And that's the difference in a lot of these young guys and, and guys in general, being able to play a lot more than they do is being is really understanding pass protection. And you see that's a struggle for a lot of guys that make it to the NFL. And you can be really you can be really good um, as a running back and, and when once the ball's in your hands, but if you limit yourself and you're not able to be effective in pass protection, it really handcuffs um, it handcuffs you know, and it and it handcuffs the team um, as well. So having Spencer back there being able to to help those guys navigate what their responsibility is. Um, based on different looks is, is, is really, really critical. And being able to help that offensive line and in in, in tight end, you know, whatever it may be in different checks, um, you know, based on what you see from a, um, you know, front seven standpoint or a coverage standpoint. Defensive does side. Giving, uh, yeah. Yep. Rattler, no, no. Yeah. Does giving Rattler the ability to make those changes, Michael, kind of, hint at a comfort level across the rest of the offense with how Loggins is running things or what, at least what he's seeing. Like, that's what I kind of inferred from it is like, well, we're, we're overly concerned, you know, maybe we're overly concerned with the O-line and some of the other positions, because if he's allowing Spencer that flexibility, to me, it seems like the other position groups kind of have a level of comfort with what he's trying to do and an understanding of how to do it better than we might, you know, be thinking. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no doubt about that. And I think, and a lot of times during game prep, when you go into, when you go into a game and you're watching film and you, you kind of develop, you know, if you're in a run, you know, if you're in a run, if you're, if you're in a run and they're, you know, lined up a certain way, um, and you see an opportunity to, to throw the ball, um, you know, there's checks you can make or you check the different runs. But a lot of times when you when you go through game prep, you find weaknesses in defenses, whether it be at linebacker and a mismatch against potentially a running back or a tight end, or you look at the secondary and you see a weakness, more of a weakness, and you really try to attack that. And so when you make different checks um, out of certain plays, you check into a different play, there's usually two or three usually a handful of plays, I just say a handful, you know, it's not the whole playbook. It's really, you know, a handful of plays that you like that week that Mm -hmm. you're, that you have the opportunity to check into. So when you're up to the line of scrimmage and you see something, you know, there's, there's limitations on exactly what you can do as far as it comes to a check. And you, you know, it's really not the whole playbook that's open, but it's specific plays that you like against certain coverages or different plays you like against a certain front that you have the ability to check to. So it really limits what you can do, but it also helps you make a quick decision up there on the line of scrimmage. And and, and, and what you prep for is really the weaknesses and what you see of that defense and where those weaknesses are, whether it be, um, you know, player specific or, uh, or, you know, schematically on where you attack that week versus, versus the next week. 
What do you think about the carry on joiner, Mike? I think, you know, you've got a guy who's been here a long time. Um, he's dedicated. He's been dedicated teammate. He's been an unbelievable teammate. He's, he's never really wavered in anything and he works his tail off. And when you find a guy like that, it, you know, it's tough to find a guy that's kind of been through what he has, the different position changes, um, you know, kind of everything since he's been here and a guy who's been committed to the program is phenomenal. And I think a lot of good things are going to happen um, this year. And I think a lot of it based on work ethic and how he's bulked up his body, um, being able to take take on the physicality piece of it. And also just the amount of, you know, I mean, I say it again, the amount of work that he's put in has been unbelievable. Now there's going to be some, some challenge. He's going to have some of those learning curves that, that happen. Um, you what know, are those? Missing a block, but okay, yeah. I, I think the amount of time, you know, and, and effort that he's put into beat playing running back is is going to be really huge for this team. And you know, you hate to put too much on him because you know Juju McDowell is one heck of a running back as well. And he may not be as big and as much of a between the tackles kind of guy, but he's a guy that needs to touch the ball. And you see what he's done when the ball is in his hands, especially in space. He's electric, and he can take a five to ten yard play and turn it into a fifty plus yard play, um, you know, in one or two moves. So, I mean, you know, there's I think we have a very good dynamic in that room of of guys that are good, but I think starting with the carry on um, and the leadership that he brings is is crucial. I hope. Uh, speaking of Juju, guys. I hope they didn't pull out that wing T fourth down play that they threw at Clemson. Uh, that ball thrown by Rattler was a beauty. And old Juju, uh, I was messing with him it, when we were we were all there together, Mike. When we were at uh, the um, at the NIL event, I told him, I said, "You didn't have one more yard, one more <laughs> yard in you. You couldn't get one more yard." He's like, man, that guy was fast. I, was like, <laughs> I mean, you're pretty fast too. One hey, yard, and the guy, you, and he doesn't throw a pick in the end zone. Juju, come on, man. Hey, when you're sprinting that far, that long, that monkey jumps on your back a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I, um, you know, to carry on, Mike. I, I think one of the things that I'm anxious to see early on, not that I'm an expert at coaching running backs because I'm not but you know when he gets that opportunity to hit the hole does he because we know that certainly and you're going to see a lot of this from DJ Braswell they think the world of this kid he he's good and uh, as he continues to learn he's going to get more reps my prediction is as the season goes along DJ Braswell is going to end up getting a lot of reps as a matter of fact but um but Mike, you know, if you can kind of take this a little bit deeper rather than the surface conversation I can have about it, you know, seeing the hole and hitting the hole, it's hard to do. And it does take you, especially at this level when you are either transitioned to running back or you've just never been there before, it takes your brain just a little bit to figure it out. And so I'm anticipating that Joyner's going to probably have a pretty good game next week. We know he's going to have a heck of a role in it. But I just wonder what it'll look like in the first quarter or the second quarter versus what it'll look like in the third or fourth for him as he kind of gets his feet wet. Yeah, vision is such a huge part of playing running back and being able to see the field and really having a feel for what's going on up front, knowing where the cutback lane is, knowing where the hole is going to be, having patience or, you know, knowing 
whether to hit it or or be patient and let it open up for you. And then once you see that whole opening to go and and not being too, you know, there is something about not being too aggressive. You know, a lot of these zone runs, you really have to be patient and see the hole open up. And as, I think as you get into the, as, he, as we get into the season and he gets more experience seeing how that offensive line blocks, seeing how the hole opens and, and having that patience, but also having that burst as well is going to be is going to be big but vision i think is one of you know really the most important things and being able to see the field and being able to see the cutback lanes um you know kind of out of the peripheral and not just having that tunnel vision of looking to exactly where you think you're going to go but you got to be able to have vision and 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 see those cutback lanes and 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 see the field better and a lot of that comes down to feel and i think mm-hmm. once he gets more comfortable with that he's going to see the field a whole lot better. And, you know, I think even now as you get into and get those live reps and get those game reps in front of, you know, 80,000 plus fans against a different colored jersey across from you, um, you know, scrimmaging and being in practice is is one thing. But when those lights come on and there's a different colored jersey across from you, it's a whole different ball game. It's, it's, it's not even close. And so once you get into it and those lights turn on and you start getting those game reps – you really start to feel it a lot more. And that's where those practice reps and everything you've done in the spring and in the summer really comes into play and can help expedite kind of how he's feeling in that game environment and not take as long to get that comfort level and really see in the field clearer, you know, in game two or three than you did in game one or the first quarter versus the third or fourth quarter. So I think a lot of that comes down to feel. But I think one of the most important you know, things is going to be vision and patience and really being able to see those cutback lanes and then hit the hole hard, um, you know, hit the hole hard, explode one move and get upfield. Don't try to dance around too much, you know, hit the hole and go. And I think, you know, we've seen that before with him playing quarterback and not, not trying to dance too much in the backfield. Cause once you start to do that, and once you start trying to juke and start to make a whole lot of cuts within that box, that's where you get, you know, loss of yard plays and tackle for loss. It's, hit the hold, one move, get what you can, and then you, you, you get up to run another one. But anything with positive yardage, yardage will take. So I think you'll see him get a lot more comfortable as the series go on, as the and as, as we get from quarter to quarter in that first game and then throughout the course of the season. A couple more minutes, Mike, and then we'll let you go. Um, the flip side – of the field here i would say jc you tell me if i'm wrong here but um i i would say we know about drake may certainly on the offense for 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 north carolina everybody does uh the, the wild card for the game is whether tez walker gets cleared or not but but collectively as an entire group collectively as, a, as an entire group uh not not just one player uh, the the running back group for for North Carolina is probably the best group they have on the whole football team. Um, you know, you're talking about guys who've been been around a while. Uh, Mario Hampton, Elijah Green, British Brooks, Caleb Hood. I mean, all these guys I feel like have been there forever, dude. Matter of fact, I think most of those guys played against the Gamecocks just a couple of years ago. Um, you know, so Mike, you're regardless of how good. Uh, Drake May is, and we all know that he can beat you if he's having a great game. He can beat probably pretty much about anybody. You're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to limit that room. 
And last year, Carolina, that was their problem on defense. It, they could not stop the run and, and rarely could slow it down. 198 yards per game is what they gave up, and that was atrocious. Um, based on what you've heard and, and you know what remains to be seen, of course, that group up front has a tall task. The linebackers are better, they're deeper, they're bigger, and they're stronger. And uh, so your thoughts on that group, because they've got a challenge next week to keep North Carolina's run game in check. I think there is a thought, though, if you can make this a one-dimensional game, regardless of the fact that it's Drake May, that plays right into the Gamecocks' hands. Yeah, either way. But I think, you know, I think it, it, it starts up front, um, you know, with those with those front four guys and really being able to, to eat up blocks and take up blocks. And I think we got the guys that can do that. And, I, you know, I think a lot of those extra yards really comes – from that second level in those line and in, in, in those linebackers. And I think we have, you know, I think we've improved at that level. I think stone Blanton's gotten a lot better, um, you know, being able to engage in blocks and then shed a block. That's, that's huge. And I think one thing that, you know, we can improve on this year, better gap control um, and, and, and being able not getting blocked out of your gap or over pursuing. And a lot of that simply comes down to fundamentals and footwork. But I think the talent that we do have there is is better than what we had last year. I think we got more, you know, we got the experience. I think with the improvements of of Debo Williams, Stone Blanton, I think Mo Kaba coming back is absolutely huge. I, I think that guy is is a is a is a future NFL draft pick if he stays healthy. Um similar to to a Ernest Jones. And I think if he can stay healthy, that that is that's going to be critical, I think, for the success of that group. And that's where I think a lot of those extra yardage, you know, come, came from is that second level. Um but if those front guys can eat up blocks and really get good push on the line of scrimmage, um, you know, I think that's going to be extremely helpful. And, you know, from, you know, a, a pass protection standpoint, I think, you know, if we can collapse the pocket and really keep Drake made guessing, um, you know, and have him kind of flustered and getting a little bit of pressure on him, I think can change the course of the game. But, you know, it, I mean, kind of, you know, we say it every week, but, you know, I think games are won in the trenches and at the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball, not just on, on one side or the other, especially in the SEC. And you look back at the, the years that we were really, really good. We have we were really, we were dang good on the lines of scrimmage. And I think with the with the guys that we brought in, I think the dynamic that, that we have, especially on the edge and being able to put pressure on the quarterback um, mm. is going to be big. But those interior guys are critical kind of in that in stopping that run, eating blocks, you know, allowing those linebackers to stay free or more free than they would be, um, and not letting those offensive linemen get to the second level. Once those offensive linemen get to the second level, they engage on the on the linebacker. It makes it that more it, it makes it it makes it more challenging. Um and allowing those bigger five plus yard runs that really set you up for second and short, second medium, second and short, where the playbook's still wide open. And it keeps that, you know, it keeps Coach White kind of on his heels where if you can have success on first down and force North Carolina into, you know, second and long type situations, I think that that that's going to play into the the hands of the Gamecocks, um, you know, from a defensive standpoint. But I like the guys we got. I like the guys coming back. Jordan Strong, um, you know, JT Gear, I think is going to be a big piece. Um, and I just I, I like the guys that we have up front. I think Huntley. Tonka Hemingway, those guys are going to be huge. And I just, you know, the versatility that Tonka Hemingway brings is going to allow, you know, Coach White a lot more flexibility up front to do different things 
from, yeah. uh, you know, schematically and, and, you know, from what they typically do with that, that, that four, two, five, and to be able to move guys around, I think it's going to be big, but you know, it all starts up front and, you know, being able to make North Carolina more one dimensional, I think really plays into our favor. Dude. How about the secondary, man? I, I love this group for Carolina. It's tough. It's physical. You know, let, let, here let me let me let me reword this because you played high school football in this state. JC points this out all the time. The, the four starters here: Sumter, Woodruff, uh, Spring Valley, Irmo. It's a nice to see. Says something, doesn't it? I mean, doesn't it say something? Like you, you got that pride. I mean, it's and they, and they're hey, by the way, they're pretty freaking good players. Uh, they just yeah. replaced two guys from Blythewood and Hemingway. So, I, I tell you, I love the secondary. And when you have guys like that, it allows you to get a whole lot more creative in what you do with those front seven. You know, those front six or those, you know, including the nickel seven guys on how you decide to blitz or stunt um, different types of things you do up front to try to cause chaos and confusion within the offensive line. Um, having those kinds of guys in that secondary allows for defensive coaches to get a whole lot more creative in what they're doing. Because when you can kind of man up with some of these with against some of these offenses, you can get a whole lot more creative and really try to create more confusion up front. And you know, all it takes is a couple of bad plays, create a couple of turnovers in that and you know it flips the course in the dynamic of the game. All right. Mike, it's almost here, man. We're we're so close. Our 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 weekend uh, ten o'clock conversations. You think we should lump Mad Dog and JC in on these? Like when we, can't you just can't we connect four phone calls? Can we yeah, do something like that. You know, every, you know, you just you, every time Michael pours, I pour. <laughs> <laughs> like I guess I'm gonna go to bed and I hear. Oh, I think I'll make another, and uh, we solve all the problems of Gamecock football. I can't wait, man. Can't wait. Uh, yeah, I, I am up. I believe a Furman game is going to be – the Furman game tailgate is going to be uh, – let's just say I, I said earlier, I'm looking forward to being at the condos. Yes, sir. Yeah, don't, don't tell them which ones. No, I will not give out a location. So. M-I-C-H-A-E-L. That's seven I, times 350 plus five, uh, five <laughs> times 50. So $600 for, for you to sign a baby. That's not uh, bad. It's not bad. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Uh, well worth the investment. What was I going to say? I, all right, so Darius. Give him a, is, give him a is, lock of your hair. Is C.E. Murray High School not in Hemingway? Is that someplace else? Greeleyville. Greeleyville. It's in Greeleyville. I'm sorry. I said Russell's from Hemingway. I apologize. I was I was naming hometowns and, and not uh, cities because yeah. uh, Cam, Cam Smith was not Blythewood High. It was Westwood and Blythewood, which I think is another one of those birthed high schools. Uh, I have another correction, too. Dorman. Apparently was created when they closed Roebuck High School. Oh, uh, it, but but look, it still was birthed out of Spartanburg because Dorman for a long time was where Westgate Mall is in Spartanburg, and now of course it's back to its roots in the big city of Roebuck. Okay, but uh, yeah, I uh, just yeah. wanted to be clear that well, I, I'm from I'm from the Berg, and if yeah, I don't get my screwed, Berg screwed it if, up, if my Berg history is incorrect, what kind of credibility do I have for okay, real? I'd be honest with you, I think it's pretty pathetic. I my my uh. My dad was the last graduating class of Moultrie High School, and then that became Wando, and then I was the last graduating class of of the old Wando. 
I was yeah. There's a little nugget for you, Michael. Um, you know, he, he his hit. Uh, well, we'll just save that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> the legend. Hey man, I know we kept you for a long time, but we, you know, we were just we had to make up for it because last week you were out there blinding people on the beach and. We didn't, we didn't get to talk to you, so we figured we'd extend it a little bit today. But next week, we'll actually be able to preview the ball game and uh, pull those Warriors through tonight, all right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait. It's, uh, now the football season's here. It's a good time of the year. Yeah, and didn't – wait a second. Did MJ or Ellison just have a birthday? Wasn't one of them just recently? Ellison. Ellison. I knew it was in mid-August. You picked out a giant water slide. I had to limb the tree. It was about like 23, 24 feet in the air. It's massive. <laughs> it's so much fun. She's a flint. It's called that's Twin what, Falls. That's it what they do. Great. <laughs> oh, man, that is awesome. Well, give her a hug for me. Sure I'll, holler, I'll, I'll holler at you a little, a little bit later, about nine hours. Hey, sounds good, fellas. I enjoy it as always. See you, dude. You're the man, Thanks, dude. Man. Yeah. Michael Flint, former wide receiver. It would have been scholarship quarterback at South Carolina if it not for two broken collarbones. Still sucks to even think about all that. All right, uh, it is uh, 1241, right? Yep, 1241. We are live in the Sinorama Studios. We need to hit a timeout. We're going to do that. Don't go anywhere, man. You have nothing else to do except enjoy your Friday with Mad Dog. Schubert and myself will come back and begin to wind it down here on Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say. And so does the Barndo Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock. Owned and operated. Welcome to TravelingCountryClub.com, your modern golf club experience. Hey, folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everybody, this is Mo Copper from Carolina Football. The show is painted garden and black every day by a couple of painters. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com to check them out. Go Cox. 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com.
Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Get him, Mad Dog. Yeah. So hard into the weekend. <laughs> Get him, Mad Dog. Get him, Mad Dog. 76, you call you call me anytime, brother. We'll put you in uh, put you in touch with somebody. You'll like a lot more than us. Alicia Fields with the Barn Doco. She is an unbelievable person. And I'm not sure. I'm not sure. 76, if you're I don't know if you're coming to the game next week, but uh, she'll be there. She's going to come hang out with us so you uh, if you want to build a uh if you want to build a, a barn dominium I, I i can tell you, you 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 will be in good hands that's not just radio speak we don't we don't partner with people that aren't worth a damn they um they are really really good hey by the way uh so tomorrow the um you know the 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 midshipmen and the irish of course are playing in in ireland right did you know? Did you know, Mad Dog and Schubert? Schubert. That is not the only American football game being played in Dublin. This year, year or at the 
time? Right now, no. I, I mean, this weekend. This weekend. All right. You got my attention. There's yeah. one being played right now. What? As we speak. Right now. And it has right. a connection to the University of South Carolina. Really? A direct connection. The Red Raiders of the Baylor School in Chattanooga, Tennessee, led by the wonderful Eric Kimmer. Eric was, yeah, he was talking about that the other day. Yeah. yeah. They're playing right now in Dublin. They're playing Seton Hall Prep. And currently, for an update from Dublin, Ireland, where the fighting Eric Kimrys are playing, they are whipping Seton Hall Prep. There's a weather delay with 2.38 to go in the third weather quarter. <laughs> Baylor leads 30-7. to seven. So, to, to my man EK, if you happen to be uh, scrolling Twitter over there in, in Dublin, we, we you're the man. You know we love you, and we're proud of you. And, you know, you take those take those seat and haulers and you just, just kick some ass, man. Keep doing what you're doing. One more quarter. Make score sixty. Go Baylor. Kiss the Barney Stone for me too. Yeah. Well, by the way, who by the way is led by Vanderbilt quarterback commitment Will or Wit Muschamp. Yeah, Wit's a good player. Wit's he gonna is a be, good player. Wit's gonna be really good. So, Brew uh, almost latest on Daniel Hill, of course, four star running back that uh, held off on his commitment. Okay, so here's the thing: you got to overcome dad. Dad wants to go to Alabama. Dad wants him to go to Alabama and play linebacker. South Carolina wants him to South Carolina to play running back. Uh, I think it could go either way. Um, we'll see what happens. Um, if it were a running back only, and, and both schools wanted him as a running back, but apparently that's changed at Bama. Uh, and I think that's if they want him on their roster, that's a smart move to make because they know they have a dad in their corner. Um, that it's easy to overcome because they're going to have two freshman running backs this year that are going to probably be talked about quite a bit. <clears throat> um, you know, uh, so where are you going to go in there and play? Running backs want the ball and want to get the NFL quickly, right? But as a linebacker, that takes the arrow <clears throat> out of the quiver, so to speak, for South Carolina. Uh, I, I know it's easy to get mad at parents than when they don't want a kid to go to your school. Uh, however, you have to understand, uh, this guy grew up in Mississippi. Uh, he did not get the opportunity to go to Alabama, played at Mississippi state. Uh, I understand that, you know, for, for someone that's a parent, that's not from our state. Not, and, and then you think about the fact that it's Alabama's an hour and a half up the road and South Carolina's how far, you know, half oh, a day, it's halfway across the country. Really? Yeah. Uh, I get it. Um, you know, at some point at running back, you got to start winning these battles. I mean, I don't think that uh, I don't think being upset with the parent or the kid is healthy uh, or really being upset with anyone. But uh, I'll just say at some point, you got to start winning some battles at this position. Bottom line. I mean, you, you're kind of piecing it together this year, but, you know, you, you needed and I like the fuller kid from Georgia quite a bit, but you, you got to you start getting some guys. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good enough to finish second for every good running back that you're in on. Uh, you know, you, you, you run into situations like that. 
Uh, I think Will Muschamp had that kind of situation at linebacker at Carolina. They finished second on a lot of good linebackers. Um, and, and, you know, you can't do that. You know, you got to go get and, – and look, I'm, I, if, you, if you can't get the ones you're recruiting, which, you know, if I'm going to Mississippi halfway across the, and, and trying to beat Alabama on a kid, I'm probably going to have some backup plans. Uh, and not rely on the portal. But, I mean, look, th- this would be stri- over two in the portal, uh, over two on their top two high school guys. Um, number three was Fuller. Uh, so they, they got him. So it's like one for whatever. You know, that's not a good percentage. Uh, you've got some good running backs coming through the state here pretty soon. Uh, that'll help. But, uh, you know, I, I, I'm one that I'm not going to sit there and, you know, bash coaches or anything like that based on getting a guy or not getting a guy. Uh, and But you look at the body of work, and uh, I, I, I'm not saying bash anybody. I'm just saying this has to improve, okay? This has to improve. Uh, I don't care what coach does it, who does it, how they get here, uh, but running back recruiting has to improve. And, and you know, you, this is a, another guy you led right up to the end on. Uh, and unlike the other situations, this is not an NIL situation at all. So there you go. Well, uh, we'll see. Uh, I guess he's planning to take some visits this fall to to both Alabama and South Carolina. So we'll. Um, is there any chance, by the way, just out of curiosity, if he's planning to take visits, any chance that uh, you know, who knows, maybe Ole Miss or Mississippi State, Auburn, somebody like that sneaks in and says, "Hey, why don't you come uh, give us a peek?" Hale has a theory that maybe is that maybe they're kind of keeping the seat warm for the Mississippi schools, but. Mississippi State, uh, from what the, their insider Steve Gore, Steve Roberts said, was was not kind of lukewarm on him uh, as a player. I don't know why. Seems to me uh, like App State offense back like this would be lethal. Um, Ole Miss has not done much with him at all, so I don't, I don't know what the situation is there. But uh, okay. uh, although his dad did go to Mississippi State, so maybe they're trying to avoid the legacy turndown or whatever. At Ole Miss. But um, I do think that, uh, you know, I do think Carolina's still in it. I think they can still get him. I'm just, you know, my my, my position on this is hurry up, guys. Come on, you know, you, you, let's get it going, you know. Uh, you don't want to ever get too high or too low with recruiting, and I'm not I'm not getting low. I'm just saying there is a – there's a bottom line here, and the bottom line here is South Carolina has to start getting more backs, whether that's Daniel Hill uh, or other you know, you, you got you to start getting some more backs in here because you, you got to be able to run the ball in the Southeastern Conference, you know, yeah. period. Yep. Maybe going out and winning a couple of games early on will uh, will impact that. Somebody mm-hmm. somebody asked earlier uh, something like, uh, what are the – or what what will the buzz be if South Carolina starts 3-0? and I can tell you what the buzz will be. <laughs> the buzz will be and they'll be in the top 10. <laughs> That'll be the buzz. Uh, you get a neutral site win against the top 20 team. Uh, you beat Furman, and then you go on the road and take down number one Georgia. Yeah, you're in the top ten, and the buzz is pretty high. And uh, you come home against Mississippi State, and all eyes are on you. And uh, if they do something like that, uh, it's because of uh, a guy named Spencer. That's that's what it's because. Uh, JC, that was an interesting question, by the way, earlier. Um, can he break that record, which is – what is it, 35 – what 64 30 35 44 64 35 64 30 that's, yeah, that's yeah. a shade under that's a shade under 300 a game that's probably 293 times 36 yeah so probably about 297 yards per game 
so 300 yards a game. 300 yards a game would get you to 3,600 yards. Um, yeah, I think it could be the be interesting. I mean, we're over a thousand in the final three games last season. Yeah, Rattler Rattler's going to have some big passing games this year. Uh, well, I wouldn't. I I think the 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 number for him obviously is turnovers. You know, if if he's limiting turnovers, everything else is fine. Everything's going fine. Uh, his his completion percentage is going to be high. He's going to throw for yards. We all know that. If if he is not turning the football over, you can almost bet whatever penny you feel like betting that the rest of the stats and the stat line for Spencer Rattler are really good. Um, if if he's Comes out and you you know after let's say after twelve quarters three to stick with that model or that 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 example three games guys you know if he's got uh, I don't know three or four interceptions you know you you're probably wondering is he going to settle down uh, it, what what is there an issue here um, but uh, my gut tells me he's going to probably be pretty good unless depending on what those picks look like I mean you know sometimes sometimes other guys makes a great play. I mean, you know, that happens. You know, sometimes you're just hauling one up there at the end of the half. You're already up 24 to 6, and you just heave one up into the end zone, and it gets picked off just trying to steal a touchdown like Alshon did in the bowl game, you know, about 11 or 12 years ago off the arm of Connor Shaw. Sometimes that happens, right? But if it's it's three or four picks after two or three games – of just poor mistakes, that's when you, you're probably going to begin to be concerned just a little bit. But um, nonetheless, we will be able to talk much more about that next week because the next time that we all come on the air will be game week 2023 for South Carolina football, and we'll all be preparing to make the trip to Charlotte, North Carolina. And uh, next week on our program, of course, will be filled with all the guys we've had, uh, plus we will uh, be rolling out a couple of things we think you will all really begin to get the juices flowing with here mm-hmm. uh, to usher in the Gamecock football season. We've been uh, working on this for a while behind the scenes. I've wanted to pull what is left of my hair out and doing a lot of it. It's too late for me. Rather be in Phil. Yeah. But we can't wait. Can't wait. Cannot wait. Next week, it's game week for the Gamecocks. All right. Uh, good good luck to all the high schools tonight in the state of South Carolina and beyond. If you're going to go watch high school football, whoever you pull for, I hope you win unless you pull for Beckham. I don't hope you win. Uh, I hope uh, the Wando Warriors embarrass you. And you sneak back home with your tail tucked between those bingo legs. And best of luck to South Carolina State as they are in Atlanta preparing to win the SWAC MEAC Challenge again. That's 7.30 tomorrow night on ABC. Looking forward to that. And uh, is there any game that we need to pick? Notre Dame wins. Vandy wins, right? South Carolina State wins. Yes, and we're going with the with buddy tonight. Yeah, we we established that. I think no Marshawn buddy. Lloyd fumbles once against San Jose State. Oh, okay, all right. Big prediction there, JC, on the fumble. Hey, Lloyd. Clint Clint Brewster, a friend of mine, says he's here. Marshawn's having really good, probably a start. So we'll see. I mean, I 
Wouldn't doubt it. Guy can play. No doubt. Our friends on uh, friends on Twitter have me talked into picking UMass. Okay. Go Minutemen. Go Minutemen. <laughs> Let's rock and roll. Thus firmly man. cementing New Mexico State as the worst team in college football. <laughs> the worst team in college football. Hey, I, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to go with the Aggies of, of, of Las Cruces. The Aggies. All right. It is a home game for them. Hat tip to the Aggies. <laughs> There'll be, be as many fans there as Vanderbilt fans. Think about that for a second. Tomorrow night on ABC. Tomorrow night on ABC, you're going to have this. The uh, you're going to have Jackson State and South Carolina State at seven thirty, directly competing with under the same umbrella, the Disney umbrella, New Mexico State and UMass. I'm going to put some cash on this. Way more will be watching South Carolina State and Jackson State, uh, and yeah. good for them. Good for them, right. buddy. And the Bulldogs, they thump them. They uh, seventy five to three, seventy five to three in Atlanta tomorrow night. That's my prediction. Thanks to Michael Flint, as always. Thanks to Schubert and Mad Dog, and we really cannot thank all of you. Uh, make sure you check your high school football scores tonight on the Chief Sports app. The Chief High School scoreboard is up. Tell your friends about that app as well, and you're going to be in for some treats next week on our programs. We can't wait. We'll see you then. On Inside the Gamecocks, the show built by the Barndo Co. and from the Cinerama Studios.